Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Blurg. Today we're discussing Nothing Left to Lose, the 16th episode of 30 Rock Season 6, and my goal weight. Tracy removes the one ring so powerful that he regains his sense of smell and a bloodthirsty lust for conquering Middle Earth. Shantae, you stay, Sauron. Liz becomes Tracy's daddy bear and golems out with manipulation, but a kick-ass quaff. Jack attempts to summarily deconstruct Pete before building him back up like a sorority president. And the writers prank the humanity out of Jenna. Let's, like, destroy the ring and dive in, y'all. <laughs> What is this, Horseville? Because I am surrounded by naysayers. We are lovers. Oh, that word bums me out. Unless it's between the words meat and pizza. Live every week like a shock week. This is Jenna. What are you wearing? Jenna Love, it's English director Christopher Nolan. Mr. Nolan. I saw you across the room at the Dark Knight premiere. I was shooting blow darts at Maggie Gyllenhaal from a heating vent. Yes, how would you like to be in my next movie? I quit this show! To hell with you all! Go to hell! I just need you to do a quick camera test for me. I do not understand Christopher Nolan's methods. He's directing a live-action Smurf sequel, so I went to Times Square, did cartwheels like he asked. Oh, boy. We got the whole thing on tape. This was a prank? This isn't body paint. It's a spray they use to kill geese at airports. What happened, J-Mo? Did you pass out in a goose costume at LaGuardia? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Lord, Lord of the Rings. Because <laughs> he made the Lord of the Rings joke, and I was like, let's Lord run with it. Lord of the Rings. It was a side to side, and I was like, is this my entire personality now? Is it? No. No, I had to Google so many of those references just to cobble it together. So what'd you think? It's good. It's a funny-ish one. The doctor's pajama and Jenna really threw it off for you, didn't it? It did. And the Pete's um, shaved head with the swastika shaved out of penises. <laughs> oh so sad. And then the dummy that he had to make out with to show that he was submitting. It was like that turned out the story of getting turned out in prison documentary that we watched in some really poorly advised class. See, it reminded me of the makeout kiss from the end of this week's Last of Us. <sighs> Terrifying. Terrifying. Fungi are terrified. And Jenna falling apart. <laughs> They're scared of us. <laughs> um, I am a good listener, though. I don't think Lutz did a great job of showing what a good listener is in the coda, but... No, that's how I listen. They did feel like audition tapes of... It's just like, all right, we got Tina Fey playing Liz Lemon talking about where she sees herself in five years. Go. Or like little notes from heaven. The white backdrop was inscrutable. Was it? Yeah, that's why, that's why I said it. <laughs> that's why I fucking said it, Julie. Well, there was no Hazel Wasser name, which is a plus. That is helpful, yeah. There was some terrible ASMR or what's it called? When you put in the audio afterward, you go dubbing. Do, dub. There's some terror. When Tracy Morgan, supposed to be Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's oh, real yeah, voice yeah, comes yeah. back in. Jimmy Fallon is just. The, do you like Jimmy Fallon? I, I don't know. I think he's so fucking annoying. He just never lets people speak. I find that most people don't. Even when we're watching the Bengals game and they're like, here's a 27 minute question. Please answer it with one word. They're like, yes. They were funny. For some reason, I got really mad that I think Tony Romo was chewing gum. And I was he like, this is a professional broadcast. I'm not going to compromise my Christianity. You do what you want. Because <laughs> I don't have any Christianity. Right? <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't compromise it. If I wouldn't, no. You want to open up the script? And... Calm down. Emma did all the work. Game. All you have to do is open your rose gold, whatever kind of Android that is. It's lavender. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll just go this one alone. I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much enjoying voices. 
I was meant to be a Foley artist <laughs> or a voicemail actress. Yeah. Or both. <laughs> oh, I know. I accidentally did something on TikTok about how you can make more money at home. Now it's like, you should do this. Voice acting. I'm like, these are all lies. <laughs> I found it. But you do have the microphone. <laughs> what? You do have the microphone. So if it's not a lie, you're ready. <laughs> ready. Am I Are Liz? you ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Am I the journalist? <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? What's up, Bob? Dear listeners, please let me know because it's something, ah, it cracks me the fuck up where someone's like, are you ready? And they're like, are you ready? While being like super drunk. Ah. Did you see the SNL sketch this week that they did Black Lotus? Where they have no time for your nonsense? Yeah. Oh my God, it was so funny. It's like, are you okay? Are you okay? Sorry, I'm still stuck on that. And then Bowen played George Santos on the news. So good. She did the best in sketch game, I think, was Katana. Ravenescu or whatever. <laughs> it's Katana. I just can't pronounce the last one. Revencia. Who knows? I just love that that's really the only thing they care about. Not that this person could be selling secrets or doing anything else, but we're a drag queen. Yeah, it's just pure trash. Um, drag queens. <laughs> no, the fact that he gave up a lucrative career, a promising career, and being a drag queen. Professional volleyball. <laughs> and a Nobel Prize winning author. <laughs> To become a liar and... Opening for Beyonce in Dubai. It was amazing. I do think it's funny <laughs> that no one is giving Beyonce shit for that. Because, like, uh, yeah. she deserves shit for that. I know, but the World Cup was just there. I'm not there, but we're, we're, we should be giving shit to a lot of people. For yeah, everyone things. should be getting equal amounts of shit. We're too tired, and now the Mushroom Monster's coming. <laughs> from The Last of Us. Do you think that The Last of Us is really just, like, a gluten-free campaign? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I haven't explored enough yet, but... <laughs> Because it came out of a flower factory, maybe. Oh. And Pedro Pascal and his daughter, like, distinctly did not get their cake or anything with gluten <laughs> in the first oh, episode. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's why they weren't exposed. Maybe Nick has to watch The Traders by himself. <laughs> that's big brain. <laughs> if you'd like to hear about the dum-dums from Traders, please listen to our other please. podcast. Takes all over the place. <laughs> you hear every theory I have about Last Just, except for the flower one, which I just remembered. That's a good one. It's deep. <laughs> Based on a video game, you think like the creator was like, I have celiac disease. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe like, <laughs> I saw a planet Earth and I'm a celiac. <laughs> Let's go. I'm a celiac. <laughs> I'm a fucking monster. He's a mycelia. Get it? Mycelia. <gasps> Too much time. Anyway, Liz went to his jack office and she I says, finished my cable top self, self evaluation. Nailed it. <laughs> My greatest weakness is humility. I'm probably the most humble person in the whole world. I wrote that. <laughs> These self-evaluations are a charade. People cannot be impartial about themselves. You should read what some of your coworkers wrote. What three words best describe me? The complete package. <laughs> My greatest weakness is chocolate. Surprisingly, the only person who was honest was Jenna. Strengths. None. I am the worst person I know. <laughs> when I used to live with Liz, I would videotape her sleeping and sell it to Japanese businessmen. No wonder the tour group kept calling me Sleep Horse on. <laughs> no, 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 don't read that. I filled it out last night after mixing alcohol with prescription exhaustion. I, I need to redo it. I can't believe I have to read all of these. This is the biggest waste of time since NBC's diversity writing program. That was a good idea, but all of our actors are so white. Slap it to me, daddy-o. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Popo pop dookie down by the vacants. So that's a real line from The Wire, an episode of The Wire. Heard. <laughs> I read it on the interweb. Nice. <laughs> when I wasn't eating gluten. But ba ba. So Jenna walks into her dressing room and throws away her evaluation. Then answers the phone. This is Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jenna. What are you wearing? Jenna, love. It's English director Christopher Nolan. Mr. Nolan, I saw your premiere. 
Mr. Nolan. <laughs> Mr. Nolan. I saw you across the room at the Dark Knight premiere. I was shooting blow darts at Maggie Gyllenhaal from a heating vent. Yes, how would you like to be in my next movie? I quit this show! Well, she lost her virginity to my fair lady. I quit this show to hell with you all. It is British now. Go to hell. I just need you to do a quick camera test for me. Camera test for me. He does say camera. Camera. Um, so Liz comes back dressed as a Smurf. Nope. Jenna. Jenna runs into Liz in the hallway dressed as a Smurf. <laughs> I do not understand Christopher Nolan's methods. He's directing a live-action Smurf sequel, so I went to Times Square's, did cartwheels like he asked. Oh, boy. <laughs> we got the whole thing on tape. This was a prank? This isn't body paint. It's a spray <laughs> they used to kill geese at the airport. What happened, J-Mo? Did you pass out in a goose costume at LaGuardia? What does that smell, Tracy? It's a new fragrance I designed. It's called Desire, but with a Z instead of the second E. <laughs> <laughs> What's it supposed to smell like? All my favorite things. The Knicks, a mop from a strip club, a carefree hobo, a crate with a new giraffe in it, and broccoli. It smells disgusting. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I lost my sense of smell years ago. But when one sense goes away, the other make up for it. I have an incredible sense of touch. He touches Liz's face. I feel an old jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> Are you serious? You can't smell? Why haven't you been to a doctor? Who is the time? With work, family, and hobbies, and listing excuses. Oh my, it smells like grandma's house at Christmas. That's when we found her dead on the toilet. <laughs> I was watching this around Ann Cotter, and she she chuckled at that one. I dare say she chortled. <laughs> Pete, I spent the morning going over these Cable Town self-evaluations. Your evaluation gave me pause. Are you sure? They look like hands to me. Here's the problem. <laughs> In your answer to the question, where do you see yourself in five years? You wrote, right where I am. That's an acceptable answer. I mean, what if the Wright brothers had said, let's just keep making bicycles? Or Alexander Windowblinds had said, no, I don't want to partially see outside. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but I'm Pete Hornberger. The last time I tried to put myself out there, the girl turned out to be a cop. Do you understand how this attitude reflects on me? I'm also required to complete one of these inane self-evaluations. It's a farce. What, like Frazier? But that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say I'm succeeding as a manager if you're failing as an employee. You have no ambition. No, no, you don't understand. For me, that's five years thing is very ambitious. Look at my life, Jack. My father was a congressman. I was valedictorian at St. Andrews, an Olympic archer, fourth guitarist in Loverboy. As a teenager, it's almost unbelievable. If it weren't all true, I'd say it doesn't even make sense. But now look at me. The last two decades have been a free fall. If I could stay in the same place for the next five years, that would be a huge compliment. Accomplishment. Do you know who you remind me of? George W. Bush during his let's do coke and buy the Rangers phase. But he made a decision to be the best president ever. And then he was. You've lost your mojo, Pete. I'm going to get it back for you. So now we're in Dr. Spaceman's office with Tracy and Liz. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to be Dr. Spaceman. <laughs> Well, something is definitely obstructing your sinus cavity. Now we have two options. I can either drill a hole in the back of your head and push it out with your brain. Okay, that sounds good. Or I could just pull it out through your nostril. We'll do the second one. Thank you. You know, they don't tell you until after you paid for medical school, but being a doctor is exactly like the game operation. And there we go. <laughs> My Buck Rogers decoder ring. How long has that thing been in there? Those things are from the 70s. Yeah. You know what else is from the 70s? Women staying quiet. I totally remember this. When I was nine, I found it on the floor of the G-Train. <laughs> the G-Train Dermal. Nerdle. Nerdle. The G-Train Dermal. There it is. 
I knew if my foster mom saw it, she would make me sell it at a pawn shop to get our family a Cheerio. <laughs> okay, sometimes I think the stories of your childhood poverty are exaggerated, but continue. So I hit the ring up my nose. I must have forgot about it. You may feel some burning and tingling, but you should regain normal sensation in just a few hours. I'm sorry, I was talking to my lover on my Bluetooth. <laughs> One moment, Suki. <laughs> anyway, Tracy, you should start regaining sensation in less than an hour. But a newly regained sense can be a very powerful thing, even overwhelming. So if you do have an extreme reaction, please get it on video for my nephew's funny website. Liz, are you getting enough vitamin C? May I suggest messily eating an orange while I photograph it? Peak humor. Kenneth, what do you know about revenge? Well, the Bible says it's wrong, but it's a surprise hit on this season on ABC. <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, I know how busy you are. So I got you some more tattoo concealer. Thank you. I just ran out. I was so young when I got this. Who even remembers 2007? Wait, how do you know I was out of concealer? So our tattoo says love Kyle Menendez. Lyle Menendez. <laughs> from Lyle Menendez. From Kyle Menendez. One of the Menendezes. <laughs> Murderers. From your trash, Miss Maroney. The garbage, ma garbage man knows all. In this big trash bag, I see everyone's mistakes, their embarrassing secrets, their dreams they don't dare share with anyone. Like this. <laughs> it's a paper that Liz wrote. Um, Mrs. Liz Trebek. <laughs> Aww. Interesting, Kenneth. You don't have enough of the other writer's trash in there, do you? No, I can't handle that much volume. I'm kidding. They call me the natural. I'm so good. The other janitors just sit in the basement all day getting drunk and laughing about this idiot they know. Oh, no, Kenneth. This concealer is the wrong color. Oh, no. I'll be right back. Can you keep a trash on my... Can you keep an eye on my trash cart? <laughs> I'll keep an eye on it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us laughing together like a couple of Jews watching The Daily Show. Thank God you got that line. So we're in a gym. <laughs> this is the gym of the New York Rack Club Beach. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt was a member here. In fact, many of the animal heads mountain downstairs were shot by TR. Including that one that looked like a terrified Asian man? Oof. It's a different time, Pete. Today, the most powerful men in New York still come here to exercise. And nothing is a better workout for the body and soul than boxing. It's the first sport ever invented, except, of course, hide and seek. Shh. So it's a guy from the laundry. Oh, it's so me. God damn it. Yeah, boxing is primal, Pete. Exactly what you need. So come on, don't just stand there. Throw a punch. Feel like a man. A man who years ago was on top of the world, who saw Paula and dragged her back to his cave. Actually, she took me that first name. <laughs> <laughs> hit something. Put your frustration into your fists and hit something. Hornburger. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> hits the dummy, swings back, knocks him to the ground. And now it's laying on top of him. Get up, Pete. Get up and fight. For God's sake, Hornburger, the dummy is winning. Why are you kissing it? I'm submitting to its strength. It's the alpha. <laughs> so Tracy's walking the halls. Good morning, fresh coffee. Good morning, clean floor. Funny Kenneth, you don't have any smell at all. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not singing. Perfume and roses and strong halitosis. Powders and flowers and spicy clam chowders. I can smell, I can smell, I can smell, I can smell, I can... Daddy? <laughs> in the writer's room, they're playing football, and Jenna says, Vengeance announcement. Look what I found in the trash. An email confirmation in Frank's name for one ticket to see Taylor Swift at Nassau Coliseum. She writes the song herself. When she can't cry anymore, she writes. What are you laughing at, Tufer? You're the man who took professional boudoir photos and then tried to mail them to Parade Magazine columnist Marilyn Von Savant. 
I happen to think that smart is sexy. Our foreplay would be puzzle solving. Uh-oh. Let's his turn. What's this going to be? No. I don't have anything for you. You don't matter. <laughs> but if you two dirtbags ever mess with me again, I'll take this to the next level. You don't do 22 episodes of Celebrity Outhouse with Lorena Bobbitt without learning a few things. <laughs> You wanted to see me smell? Sit down, champ. Oh, why are you so heavy? Because so much of me has died. Tracy, I'm so proud of you. You have grown into such a wonderful person for these last 24 hours. But when you're a father or even a father smell, sometimes you have to make sacrifices to do what's right for your family. I just want to make you proud of me, LL dad, Liz dad. I know, but there's only one thing you need to do to make me proud. Pop Dookie down by the vacants. So we're on set and Liz is there and sees Tracy. You're at rehearsal before me. Of course I am, Liz Dad. I'm your good boy. <laughs> I memorized all my lines so I can get dressed for the photo shoot now. So you don't have to wait for me. Sure, little buddy. You know, smell is the sense most closely associated with memory. I know.com. That's why whenever I smell that jacket, I remember being bored. <laughs> the only person you're insulting with that attitude is yourself. <laughs> Obviously, something about the way I smell reminds Tracy of his dad. Well, his father did work for a soup factory, and you are constantly eating. It's not the food thing, Grizz. I think it's my hair pomade. Midnight Symphony. My grandfather used that. Midnight Symphony. You are the conductor of your own proud African orchestra. Midnight Symphony. You use Midnight Symphony? It works.com. It was discontinued a few years ago, but I bought seven cases of it on eBay from a guy named Reggie. You're still here. You don't go to the store for milk and heroin and then never come back. That was his excuse? You stay because you love me. Right, Daddy Liz? I do love you, champ, but I could love you more. Well, just you wait. Watch this. Be careful, Liz. Be very careful. Yeah, yeah, don't come. <laughs> so we're in Pete's office. Jack's talking. Pete's head is shaved. Not yet. <laughs> Sorry. Pete, confidence <laughs> is on the spectrum. On the one end, the ultra-confident end, you have people like Jack Donaghy, Vladimir Putin, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> <laughs> Corn is not the only thing you pop, you know what I mean? Cherries! <laughs> then you have the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, I get it. Men with no confidence. No, men who have nothing left to lose. Great men like Richard Nixon, the 1980 Olympic hockey team. My good friend, John Rambo. This is you. And I shouldn't have been trying to get you to go all the way to Tiger because all you need was a little push to get you to nothing left to lose. This is how you get your mojo back, Pete. No, I am there, Jack. My job is killing me. My family resents me. The other day I was mugged by what I'm pretty sure was two five-year-olds in a trench coat. <laughs> I love to lose. No, you have one more thing. No, not the ring. You're clinging to something that's gone, Pete, and it's not coming back. Allow yourself to be reborn. Your life is tied to the fate of the ring and it must be destroyed. Are you quoting Lord of the Rings? No, I'm <laughs> quoting myself talking to Bruce Willis. Well, well, well. If it isn't Tweedledee and Tweedleblack. Wrong. <laughs> we need to talk to you about what you did. Well, you know what they say, boys. If you can't stand the heat, get off of Mickey Rourke's sex grill. <laughs> no, this isn't about us. It's Lutz. I didn't do anything to Lutz. That's the problem. He has a thing about being left out of stuff. The man has self-esteem issues. I simply don't know why. Well, he is estranged from his son, Kellen Lutz, from Twilight. I'm sorry. Are you asking me to apologize to him? Look, yeah, we mess with people, but there's a line we don't cross. For example, after you went through our trash, we went through yours, and we found this. My self-evaluation. I want to be famous. I want to be famous. 
I want to be famous to make people love me because I hate myself. The Jenna I talk to at night in the mirror thinks I should kill myself. Also, I caused an Italian cruise ship to crash. It's Italian. <laughs> we could do a lot of damage with this, but we're not going to. Whatever. <laughs> hey, how's my boy? Working hard? So hard, Papa Lemon. <laughs> you're not going to want to run away and start a new family in Ohio and have a daughter you also named Tracy. Not if you're good. I've been thinking of some new characters for the show. This is my Jimmy Fallon impression. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. It's my favorite. That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. Wow, Tracy, that's great. They walk into the dressing room. Tracy, what's all this stuff? Just some stuff I needed from home, like my bet. It's a California Kong, which is two California kings tied together with gorilla. Wait, you're living here? I have to. Turns out Angie's cooking smells very ethnic, and I definitely can't be around my family. I didn't expect this, but teenage boys do not smell good. Wait, you can't be around your kids? What about BB Virginia? Do you know what she does in her underwear? Something I once did at the Oscars that caused Daryl Hannah to throw up on me. Tracy, you can't just abandon your family. I've got all the family I need right here, LL. Now back to work. They can't hear that. Open on <laughs> Philadelphia, 1776. John Adams and Mitt Romney enter. Commentary! In the hallway, Jenna overhears Lutz talking to himself in the mirror. So stupid, Lutz. Disgusting. Why don't you learn your lesson and stop trying? That girl at Starbucks smiles at everybody, Lutz. Everybody. She doesn't want you to kiss her. No wonder people don't include you in things. No wonder Kellen never wants to see you again. You're worthless. Kenneth, be honest. Am I the worst person you know? Miss Maroney, God is judging his forgotten his angels. So yes, yes you are. <laughs> Where's the writer's trash? I've already taken it down to the sub-basement compactor room. The writers had to clean out their refrigerator today, so the trash smells like, to use a technical janitorial term, total ass. <laughs> <laughs> Kellen, why? <laughs> now we're in Jack's office. Okay, I know the answer to this, but I just need to hear it. If I have to choose between work productivity and what's best for one of my employees, I choose work, right? Great, thank you. Something about my shoes, good meeting. Which employee? What does it matter? It's Tracy, and he's never been more productive. But he landed his family. Lemon, I invented. <laughs> Lemon, I invented business mumbling. You white garbage bag full of pudding. <laughs> Which I had to rewind like four times. Finally, put on the closed captioning. I'm like you white garbage full of pudding. That's awesome. <laughs> what? Look, when you're a supervisor, your job is to squeeze everything you can of your employees. But there's a line, and you crossed it. Since when do you care about any line other than the bottom line, Sorkin report, Sorkin-esque repartee? Because <laughs> I'm doing it too. I'm taking advantage of Pete, like you're taking advantage of Tracy. I'd say I said I'd fill out my self-evaluation after I fixed Pete, a task I knew deep down could never be accomplished. Yeah, he's a mess. But Pete's just an excuse. The fact is, I still can't fill this out because there's a question I don't know how to answer. Where do you see yourself in five years? For the first time in my career, I don't know. Could wind up anywhere. Running this company, making couches, serving as mayor of New York, or I could be six feet under in the subterranean paradise we built to escape the poor. Yeah, I get it. As a writer, that uncertainty is the fate that I'm always, that always I am to face being what? It's supposed it's to be stupid. <laughs> I'm not used to it, but that's not Pete's problem. It's mine. You can talk to Tracy, and I'll have to stop Pete from shaving his head. Oh, God. Uh, boys in the Hall. So, Lats, you thought <laughs> I left like you... Boys in the Hood. Boys in <laughs> John Singleton film from 1984 with Cuba Getting Jr. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, Lats, you thought I left you off the hook the other day? Well, you wish. I spent the whole night going through the garbage, trying to find the perfect thing to humiliate you. Yeah, we know. We took photos of you and sold them to the garbage fetish website. 
This was all a prank? I knew the mirror thing would get her. Oh, I'm so sad. I never talked to my son, Kellen. It's all made up, Jenna. Kellen Lutz isn't my son. He's my grandnephew, and we're very close. The way he says grandnephew is disturbing. He's my grandnephew. <laughs> Unbelievable. I was actually doing something nice for Lutz, and oh my God, I was doing something nice. You took advantage of my niceness. Why are you smiling? You spent the night in our garbage. We win. No, I win. On my self-evaluation, I said I'm the worst person I know. But it's not true. Thanks to you guys, I'm the fourth worst. Jenna's amazing like a star in the sky. Jenna's amazing like a star in the sky. Pete, I apologize. I never should have told you how to live your life like some sort of American Barack Obama commentary. (laughs) The truth of the matter is the whole thing wasn't even about you. It was about me. Really? Because it seems like it was about me, Jack. Do you know what was under my hair? A birthmark. Good God. It looks like a swastika made out of penises. I know what it looks like. Since you've been helping me, my life has gotten worse. I broke my nose. A gay rabbi chased me through Midtown. And last night, Paula wouldn't touch me without looking. Paula wouldn't touch me looking like this. Do you know what it's like to try to have sex wearing a child's little orphan <laughs> Annie wig? No. You know what? You've done enough. Get the hell out of my office. Congratulations. I knew I'd make a man out of you. Get out. There's the confidence. Please. Please just leave. <laughs> Pete, you're welcome. Bam. You wanted to see me smell? (laughs) Sit down, champ. Why are you so heavy? Because so much of me has died. (laughs) Tracy, I'm so proud of you. You've grown into such a wonderful person for these last 24 hours. When you're a father, or even a father's smell, sometimes you have to make sacrifices to do what's right for your family. I just want to make you proud of me, LL Dadless Dad. (laughs) I know. There's only one thing you need to do to make me proud. Pop Dookie down by the vacants? Boy, if I had a dollar for every time I've been asked to reverse one of my procedures, my bitch ex-wife would be a millionaire. May she rest. In peace. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wait, Dr. Spaceman. There's so much I haven't smelled yet. A magnolia tree in the spring. The towels at a Miss Hawaiian drop-it contest. The sweat of a terrified Webster as you load him into a cannon. (laughs) Tracy, you have to do this. Now, full disclosure, I lost your ring at the Bodines concert, so I'm going to shove this hilarious pencil topper up there. Get a haircut, or I'm going to shove you a black shove you up a black guy's nose. Very well, you leave me no choice then. Goodbye, helpful Tracy. Goodbye, Daddy Head. Goodbye, only evidence tying me to my ex-wife's disappearance. So now we have all the uh, vignettes of their self audits. Five years from now, I'd like to still be working for NBC or whatever NBC is in five years. A t-shirt company, probably. My greatest strength is that I'm a good listener. Watch. (laughs) Reaction piece. (laughs) Can you not hear that? (laughs) In five years, I hope I don't have to do this hat thing anymore. In five years, I'll probably be dead and no one will even notice. And yes, this is my second attempt to writing my self-evaluation. And scene. Amazing. (laughs) What we think? Fine. Medium funny. Not Our performance. Spaceman. <laughs> I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of Spaceman. I'm starting to not find him as funny as I once did. Because he what wasn't. He <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's he still. Says some pretty hateful things. <laughs> amazing. They all do. Jenna's still amazing, obviously. Love the growth. Storyline. Commentary. Total ass was very funny. <laughs> Tracy with the. Uh, Daddy Liz, Daddy Smell, Daddy Bear. <laughs> was okay. <laughs> I like that dot com and Grizz got lines. <laughs> Ew. 
What's happening? I'm pulling out my ring. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, rating. 87. Yeah, I'm going to go with 87 too. Not rewatchable. <laughs> but not terrible. Not in the Julie standard, but I don't rule everyone like I need to. <laughs> like the ring. So he was talking about his hair with the ring. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it's a ring around the posy. Yeah. Pocket full of choices. When he was bald, he didn't know. Do... He looked scary. He looked like a skinhead. He looked like Mad Max. Like the Mad Max creatures. Nicholas Holt in the Mad Max film. The film. Right. Oh we got to get through a couple <laughs> more pieces of crap. Next week is Meet the Woggles, which is one of my least favorite. That one's bad. Lots of Jenna. Maybe it's good. Lots of Woggles. <laughs> well, we'll record it as soon as we can. <laughs> <laughs> could be tomorrow. Could be never. We don't know. Yeah. Emma's going to have a baby. No promises. <laughs> Nick's quitting smoking. I'm just going to continue to be me. I deeply care for. Well, if you'd They're like to uh, giggle a little bit more with us, I feel like our takes all over the place this week was all over the place. <laughs> Very In the funny. best way. We talked about The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. We talked about Drag Race. We talked about nonsense. Several funny tweets. We played a game. Surprise winner. But check it out. <laughs> it was me, guys. <gasps> Spoiler. <laughs> um, and if you'd like to hear our bonus episodes or just give us money because it's fun, <laughs> um, you can become one of our Patreon supporters by going to flibertyjibberty.com. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> Thanks, James. Or patreon.com slash takespot. <gasps> And if you reach a certain level, we got an accountability or we go take it with us. <laughs> Nick now has a piece of paper. It'll read it out to you. Go, Nick, go. I'm not going to say it Bill Cosby style, but I will say a dearest thank you to dearest James, <laughs> awe-inspiring Audrey, peerless Pam, beneficent Bernie, awesome Abigail, astonishing Alicia, lovely Lars, amazing Anne, electric Elise, luminous Lisa, marvelous Mareka, magical Mandana, and crazy cool Cassandra. Hope you guys have a great week. And if you're expecting a baby, I hope it comes out nice and safe. Hey. <laughs> have a great night. Thank Goodbye. you. Bye. Bye. Blurg is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter. Julie Sunderland. And Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter. And Frank. <laughs> the awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. <laughs> we love you, Frank. <laughs>